Great chiropractors and physical therapists are under constant pressure of declining insurance reimbursements and long hours. But did you know there's a way to double your profit without working more? By building a gym onto your practice, you can earn more income, stabilize your business, and be a hero to your family, patients, and team. It's a big undertaking with a huge reward. Dr. Josh Satterley has done it, changed his life, and now wants to help you do the same. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, Jay, how are you, man? Great, thanks. How's it going? Hey, it's going great. Hey, everybody, I am online right now with the, one of the, the masters of the game, Coach Jason Glass. Yeah, how, where are you calling in from, Jay? Vancouver, British Columbia. I'd like to say sunny, but we're in a dense fog. It is called winter. It's either raining, foggy, or uh, we get glimpses of sun, which makes us feel almost human. <laughs> nice. Well, I think Van is the uh, most beautiful city in Canada, uh, in my opinion. Toronto's bigger, but you guys have the good looks, you know? Well, it, you know what? If you have a shower every day, it polishes up the city. And uh, we, uh, we, yeah, we happen to shower on a regular basis. There you go. And it's, it's one of the most, uh, it's like a mini San Francisco. I always think super cultural, great food, great venues, walkable. It's everything you could want in a city. Yeah. And, it's like, it's like San Francisco without the racism. I'm joking. Yeah, and, I don't even know about that. Uh, wow. All right. Yeah. So you can hear that, uh, Jason is a pretty funny guy, which is awesome. Cause I love having humor on this podcast. And the other thing that San Francisco doesn't have is they don't have you. That's Let's true. be honest. That's I mean, true. that's, that's, that's just eight, eight steps down the ladder if they don't have you. So, well, Jay, can you give everybody a little bit of idea of it, about your background and kind of um, what you do and how you make the, the, the sausage and whatnot? Absolutely. Um, basically, I'm, I'm a strength coach who uh, specializes in rotational athletes. And uh, somehow through that passion of just loving working with athletes and trying to, trying to tweak their performance, I ended up turning into a businessman. I don't know how that happened, um, but it, it did. And uh, it's, been, it's been a long ride, 20 years in the industry. And it's turned into, uh, yeah, quite, quite a ride of, you know, specializing in golfers, um, working with the Canadian national team as their head strength coach for years, and now working on the PGA Tour. Um, but so that, that's kind of like, you know, the bullet points of, uh, of what I do. But really what I do is uh, I, I run a gym in uh, Vancouver and I work with, with junior athletes, high school age kids. And, and that's where I get the most value out of my, out of my business is just trying to turn young juniors into uh, fine young adults. Fantastic. And I originally met Jason as a, he was the uh, lead instructor for TPI's level one uh, seminar. And uh, you travel the world doing that as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so, we, do, uh, we do 12 seminars usually a year in North America and uh, love doing it. I mean, I, meet, I get to meet 1,200, um, you know, eager professionals that are trying to make it in, in the world that, uh, that I, I hate to say we paved the way, but uh, yeah, we've been doing it for 20 years. I think we've got a pretty good idea of how to, how to help people get uh, some success in this industry. Yeah. And when you're not teaching across the nation and when you're not out on tour and when you're not at your own gym and you're not being a dad and being a husband and being all things to uh, Canada golf and everything, you're also a little bit of a, of a host of your own podcast, right? I am. Yeah. We got the Coach Glass podcast, uh, which I have to say, Josh, I know this isn't the point of this whole uh, podcast, but I have to give you credit. It would not, I would not have a podcast today. We're 220 episodes in. I, would, I know. And it's been four years of uh, delivering uh, edumatainment 
I, I, I wouldn't have had it if it wasn't for you, Josh, because uh, you came up to me one day and you said, you want to be on my podcast? And I just got into listening to podcasts and I was like, you, you got a podcast? And then you're like, yeah, dude, it's really easy. Watch. And I, I looked at what you're doing. I said, that's not easy at all. That looks really, really complicated. But you broke it down. You made it simple. And you had me on as a guest and I was a big fan of all, like I still, to this day, I think your, uh, your podcast is one of the best podcasts ever produced uh, in our industry. And it still stands, uh, stands relevant. So from that day, I said, this is what I want to do. And you were, you held my hands through the whole thing, which was a little awkward because uh, you do have sweaty palms, but uh, you helped me through that whole process. And I can't thank you enough, Josh. Uh, I wouldn't be here if it, if it wasn't for you. Well, <laughs> It's my pleasure, man. I want. I just. Uh, I just want my ten percent. So when you have a le- the logo, I just want one pixel to be a different color to just represent me. Okay, like that I was like it. Yeah, well, you know, you know, podcasting. Tiny. If you want ten percent of nothing, you can have ten percent of all of it. Sure. Well, like just ten percent of nothing. yeah, all the dead air and all the you know the uh, the rambling on and the late night and all the uh, recording that got cut and edited out. All of that. I want all of that. Exactly. I'm. I'm yeah. all in. Now, uh, like I said, I wanted to have Jason on because A, he's funny, B, he's good looking, and he has a great face for an audio podcast, and C, C, he runs a very, uh, I could say niche gym, a very uh, profitable gym, but there's something interesting about it. So before you tell everybody the most interesting thing is uh, I'm encouraging through this podcast, I'm encouraging clinicians to open up a, a gym attached to their clinic, right? And then one of the big complaints I get is, oh, I only have a thousand square feet. I only have 2000 square feet. Uh, what does that sound like when I say that? When I tell you I only got a thousand square feet? That's like somebody coming up to me and going like, hey, Jay, uh, you know, I'd like to take you out for dinner, but I only got 800 bucks on me. And, I, and I'm like going, hold on a sec. I'm trying to get my change together to get a, uh, a double, double, uh, you know, protein style at In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. Um, man, 2,000 square feet. I wouldn't even know what to do with that. That's, that's a, that's a yeah. mansion. <laughs> well, how big is, how big is your gym? Well, wall to wall. Yeah. I don't want to brag or anything. It's not always about size, Josh, but, uh, it's, it's 400 square feet. You're saying the lobby is 400 square feet. I'm saying the whole gym, all, all of it, wall to wall. How much do we got? Wall to wall, and and bear in mind there are no windows. Okay, it is four hundred square feet. Holy smokes! And with yeah. four hundred square feet, there's no way you do anything but one-on-one training here and there, right? Or or do you have a little bit different of a model? Uh, if you mean one-on-one, you mean like one coach to one group of uh, of athletes? Well. I'm being a little facetious there. Yeah. Can you give us the basics of your, of your model, how you set it up? And yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're beating around the bush and, uh, and my wife hates it when I do that. Um, so really, really what we're looking at is, uh, small groups of anywhere from two to six athletes with one coach. And we run these programs, uh, most of our kids are high school age kids. So we run our programs, uh, from three o'clock in the afternoon until nine o'clock at night, Monday through Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, and then during the day, the gym is left wide open for, you know, the adult classes. And, and then that sometimes turns into one-on-one time uh, for specific clients. It might involve some uh, semi-professional athletes that might want to come in or pros from time to time. But generally that's, that time is open to, uh, to, you know, film content, deliver, uh, deliver pr- products for, for people that don't work normal hours, school hours. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, but after school, man, it is a buzz. It is just like there's kids flying through that gym uh, hour after hour after hour. Now, uh, I don't know if you can speak to it, but last year, uh, so you're putting two to six people through kids an hour mm-hmm. and you're doing it for, what is that? Six hours, Monday through Thursday, every day, six hours, right? How many sessions, do you ever calculate that? How many sessions you delivered uh, last year? You know what? I really should do that. I, I should think of it that way. Uh, instead, these are all uh, membership kids. Um, uh-huh. So that they are year long. It's a year long coaching program. Mm-hmm. So instead, what we think of it as how many how many kids do we reach? How many kids do we get to coach? And some of the kids come, you know, two times a week, sometimes they come three times a week, some of them come once a week. So uh, it's it's less about it's almost like if someone came to you and said, we're going to pay you X amount of money to facilitate a gym and you just have to be there during those times. And as you know, if kids pop in great, we just throw them in the mixer. Mm-hmm. Can't come on on Thursday. I got, yeah, come on on Tuesday. What time? Doesn't matter. What time do you want to come in? Three o'clock. Sure. Show up. And it's really just uh, how many, how many kids do we have in our, in our culture, like in our, uh, in our tribe, if you will. Wow. That's yeah, incredible. Well, starting out, if we do have some listeners that say, Hey, listen, that's awesome. Cause I've got 400 square feet or 600 square foot rehab space. Let's go. Would you mind answering some just logistical basic questions? Of course. Okay. Number one, when did you go from like one at a time to deciding, Hey, I can actually fit, you know, cut two in here and then three in here, and then four in here. And you know, did, was that a progression or you just started off the bat saying, Hey, I need to pay my mortgage and therefore we're doing four at a time. Yeah, we, we know what we really started it that way. At, at first, I, I came from that one-on-one model, and I loved the relationships that I could build in that you know one-on-one model where it's almost like you're their trainer and they can't train without you. And it, it makes you feel good as a trainer, but I, I realized that there was a ceiling and I could only there's only so many hours that I had. And the problem with it was was that if I trained 40 hours one week, I felt like I was the best trainer in the world. And then all of a sudden Thanksgiving would come and I'd have cancellations of the yin yang. Now I've got 12 people that week and now I'm going, oh my God, I'm the worst trainer in the world. So I, I wanted a, uh, a solution that would not be predicated on, you know, cancellations and how many people come. And the idea of like, when my kid goes to soccer, like tonight he's got soccer practice. Well, guess what? He's got a cough. He's got a cold. He's going to miss it. I don't say, Hey, can I get it? Can I get a, uh, a do over? Uh, can you, can you fit him in another pro, day? It's like, rate my membership. You know? Yeah. I, can I get a refund on, on today? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you miss practice. So we wanted to make it a, a kind of like a practice feel where you show up and you get your work done. And the more you come, it's not, you don't pay more. It's just, you're getting more out of the program and it's a different model. But as soon as we went there, I realized the energy that you get out of a group, the energy you get from the kids, the camaraderie of like, where were you last week? And the guy's like, oh man, I, I had basketball practice. Basketball. What are you talking about? You should have been here, man. We had a great workout. There's something about that energy. And uh, I would never go backwards. That's awesome. Yeah, that is absolutely awesome. And uh, just so we know, most of your kids, they work out twice a week, three times a week, four days, yeah. five days. Uh, we encourage them to come at least twice a week. Some of them come more. Um, the ones that come once a week, you know, I always say to them, you got to do stuff on your own at home. Coming once mm-hmm. a week, obviously, like what kind, of, what kind of goals do you get in anything that you do once a week? Mm-hmm. Um, so those kids usually, uh, they either buy in and come more often or they fall off. Um, from just from a, a lack of lack of interest or a lack of success. So, yeah. uh, you know, majority of them are coming at least twice a week. 
Yeah. I remember, you know, one of our kind of joint mentors was Tom Plummer. And he always says, if, if you, that person hits your membership less than eight times a month, which is twice a week or less, uh, put them on a watch list because there's a good chance they're going to be gone within two or three months. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And the, the, the old gym model used to be, Oh, uh, get as many people to sign up as possible and hope to God they don't show up. Right. <laughs> like you just want their monthly payments. And in fact, and, we couldn't physically fit them all in this building if they did show up at the same time. Right. Yeah. It's like the bank saying, I hope everybody doesn't take out all their money at the same time. Cause we don't have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, can you, so you're doing a lot of rotation with athletes, which is interesting to me because, you know, training somebody in air squats is easy. They're going up and down, right? But rotation, you're taking up more space. And so even with that 400 square feet, that smaller space, you can still have four people training in rotational athletics. Absolutely. And, and to, to even kick it off even further, in that 400 square feet, we have six treadmills, five spin bikes, uh, four cable cross machines, uh, 18 um, power stations. We have uh, 16 benches. We have um, 42, you know, those Y splitters that are only sure. reserved for ladies gyms. Sure. Uh, yeah. We actually have 14 of those. Okay. Um, so we, we pack Couple Olympic I, platforms, what are you, three or yeah. four Olympic platforms. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, we we're going to add two more, um, but we're up to, uh, we're up to four. We're hoping for six uh, for the new year, but those are just goals. Those are goals. Uh, you don't always achieve them, but you, you look forward to it, to it. No. <laughs> um, Honestly, 400 square feet, man, the, the most important piece of equipment that we have, which is going to sound so crazy after what I just said, the most important piece of equipment is space. There you go. Open space where you just can do a lot space. of things with. Yeah. So we push all of our equipment to the edges. Uh, we, all we have is a cable cross, like a, a dual adjustable cable system, life fitness. And then we have um, kettlebells, free, free weights. Um, and then I, I put some eyelets in the walls up the, uh-huh. up the side of the wall that we put carabiners in and those, we just clip in some, uh, great cook bands from uh, perform better and, uh, away we go. We, we got a full, full functioning gym for, uh, for six athletes. Wow. And, and that's, that only works with, uh, you know, weak middle school athletes, right? I mean, there's certainly no way you could train professional athletes or anybody in that space. Well, you know what? That's the funny thing is that uh, we do, we, we go from, you know, having Adam Hadwin coming in a PJ tour winner. Uh, and then the next hour we got five sweaty teenage boys that have one forearm that's bigger than the other one. We can't explain why. Um, but all those guys, they still train in that same space and they all work in the same space. And here's the kicker. Um, it, and this is something that I'm really trying to get my head around is that um, that sweaty little space that, uh, that we work in, that little, you know, dungeon, if you will, with a roller door that goes up onto the driving range. Um, there's something hardcore about that, that the, you know, the PGA Tour player that comes in and he's like, hey, he's expecting, you know, a limousine ride up and a red carpet rolled out. It's like, you know, you're coming into my gym and this is a place of work. And there's something hardcore about that, that they really appreciate. They love the fact that there's, you know, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of dirt in the corner. We, I mean, obviously we keep a clean gym, but I'm just saying when you look at it, it looks like, it looks like it's been used. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that, you know, every athlete walking in there goes like, looks around and goes, man, there's nowhere to hide. I mean, I can remember being in a big weight room. Like if you don't have a strong deadlift and the main lifters are doing some pretty big deadlifts, you don't want to be front front and center. And in your gym, 400 square feet, the advantage is everybody's front and center, right? 
Yeah. I mean, you, you, if you've got six, I mean, six is not ideal. Usually our majority of our sessions are four kids. Um, if I'm standing in the middle of the four kids in a rotation, um, yeah, you could be coaching a kid doing very technical coaching on a specific lift and then just look over your shoulder with a, another kid that's at another station doing skipping or something like that and go, 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 go. Come on, come on, come on. You got it. Hold on, dude. Okay. Your left foot, your knees diving out, your knees dive. Hold on. Go, 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 go. And you could be coaching like mm-hmm. at a, such a high level, uh, with four kids. Cause it's such a confined space. It's very, uh, very personal. Yeah. And people love that. They love that feeling of, you know, in a big space, if you have a huge, ba- I mean, imagine a basketball gymnasium, if you're at one end and I'm at the other in the paint, you know, like there's no sense of camaraderie. There's no sense of we're in this together. There's no sharing of sweat together. Like that's how relationships are, are built in, in teams is being together, being close, even I hate to say suffering. I mean, I know your training's not all about like hardcore suffering, but you know, going through those hard grinds and getting better every day when you're really close to each other, it's like you said, it builds that magic. It's that specialness that your clients will absolutely love. And, you know, in the business sense, we call that retention, right? They want to be there consistently week in, week out every month and not, not ever quit. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of funny and I haven't really thought about this before uh, today, but before I got my gym, I was uh, leasing time out of, out of another gym that was kind of like a bigger block gym. Mm -hmm. You know, they had all the equipment, they had this massive room with everything you could ask for. And I was just paying like an hourly rate to bring my clients in. And then they had this little studio off to the side and nobody used it. And it was, it was about right. 400 square feet and it was their spin classroom. And if they weren't having spin class, the bikes were put away and we just had this like hardwood floor about 400 square feet. And they used to call that Jay's room. And it was Jay's room because I used to always just, I, I didn't like the buzz of the, of all the people around. Like I wanted to coach. So I'd take my athlete into that room with no equipment and I would train them. And that was my, my little space. And they called it Jay's room. And, and now that I think about it, it's almost like, like you could have the biggest facility, you could have the biggest mm-hmm. member in the world, but if you're just using the tip, which is basically all I was doing, then, then just, that's all you need. Like, why do we need that much shaft if we're just going to use the tip of the iceberg? So that's for my gym. Basically, I just said, I'm just going to have the tip. For that, that is what I want. And I'm just going to build that out. Hey, we'll be right back with our interview with Jason Glass after this. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. Visit clinicgymhybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's clinicgymhybrid.com. If we are working with a small space, maybe attached to their clinic or, you know, it's a rehab space and they can kind of clear it out, move some equipment out of there and whatnot and get going. Uh, Can you kind of share some tips about maybe equipment selection or not no equipment selection or anything that you can kind of guide people to actually get started with the gym? Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, you want it to be a, like a multi-purpose space um, so that you can have a variety of different types of athletes. You could have correctives. You could have people that are trying to uh, get their heart rate up. You could do agility work. So I really like, um, you know, push your equipment out to the sides um, so that all everything works towards the midline. 
So if you're going to have cable systems, have the cable systems like in the corners that when you're you know pushing out the cable or pulling it out, that it's moving towards the center of the gym. Okay, so and let me stop right there because sure. a lot of places you go in, it's a smaller space. They'll put everything in the center so that it works kind of like a circuit around the edges. And you're saying that's that's completely the opposite of what you want. Yeah, because once you put something in the center of the gym, now you have to work around it. So you don't have any pathways of like for, you know, running dynamic warmups. Uh, you really don't have any anywhere to go where I feel like if everything's pushed to the edges and everybody works towards the midline, you end up like facing the other the other people that you're participating with. Um, so you you never have your back to somebody. You have your back yeah. to the equipment. Um, and, uh, and yeah, everything just kind of falls to the center. Okay, fantastic. And uh, any other must-have pieces of equipment? Or I mean, because yeah. really, only hard fixed equipment you have is the cable column, right? The cable column, and we have a um, a rack with free weights, um, like and a, a barbell. Yep, we have, we have an Olympic bar and okay. everything. Everything that we have, we want to be able to put away, so that you know, if you had like an Olympic, uh, you know, plates, well. Mm-hmm. I don't need a place where I can drop the weights. I don't need, you know, so I don't need that full station. All I need is the Olympic bar, which I can put away and I can stack up the, uh, the, the wheels, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, the 45 pound plates and stuff. I can just stack those beside it. And it actually takes up a very small footprint. So I want everything that I can push off to the sides. I can bring it into the middle, use it when it's not being used, it gets pushed back out to the sides. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now you have more usable space in the middle I want people to lay on their backs on mats and get floor work done in a group environment. So you could, I, I could basically have a yoga class in there. I could have a Pilates class. I could have a man. I just got Zumba certified. I could be doing Zumba. I could, there's so many different things that I could accomplish in that space. That's fantastic. Has there been any equipment you brought in and then later said, you know what, this just doesn't work in this space. I'm going to ditch it. Yes. I hate to say it. Um, I had a wonderful piece of equipment. Um, it was a, a, like a vibrating plate and it was just too large for our footprint, but I loved the science of it. I loved using it. It was great. And when I had to return it, they were just kind of like, what, what's wrong? You like, don't you like the, uh, the, you know, what, what it was doing for you? I was like, no, I loved everything, but it, what it meant was it, it took out, you know, I don't know, 50 square feet or something that I just couldn't afford. Yeah. And it's a kind of a uh, one trick pony, right? There's, yes. you can't really have two athletes on at the same time. That's right. Yeah. Well, okay. technically, yeah. yeah. And in the last year, what's the what's the best piece of equipment you have purchased and added to your gym? Ooh, in the last year, um, hmm, that's a good question. We've got some. Uh, I mean, the Olympic kettlebells. I find that we use a ton of, um, and so like we keep on every year. We add on a couple more so that because mm-hmm. the kids are getting stronger, and uh, and then that's the other great. one is the Indian clubs. We use those uh, the Indian clubs for our dynamic warm up. So we have a set of Indian clubs for every kid. So we've got six sets, sorry, seven sets, one for the, the instructor. And yeah, we can, I mean, it, it looks pretty crazy when you have 400 square feet, six kids swinging two Indian clubs each. Um, yeah, it looks like a battle royal. Yeah, you got to throw a GoPro on your hat and just walk through that gym at that time. <laughs> man. It must look like, uh, it, it, that'd look pretty intense. Wow. So, so Indian clubs, well, great news. Those are, those are cheap and, uh, yeah. You know, and what else do you say? FMT bands, those are pretty yeah. cheap as well. The FMT yeah. bands uh, are like our go-to because- I think uh, you got the most dollar, the biggest ROI per dollar on, on those suckers? For sure. Um, because uh, what we, we have is, you know, you can use them as push-pull, you know, 
clip mm-hmm. it into uh, the carabiners, like I said, that are on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can use them for correctives in the middle of the floor. Um, you can use them as groups, like so you could have partner workouts where they're, you know, they're both working together using the bands. And plus, when you go to perform better and you put Coach Glass in the referral box and you get 15% off, why not? Why wouldn't you? Did I just put an advertisement in your podcast? Let's, let's say that again. Let's say that again. <laughs> Hold on. That's okay. You can throw out your affiliate link, you little devil. That's fine. <laughs> Coach so Glass. Put yeah, Coach, Coach Glass in the, in the discount box at the end of your purchase on performbetter.com and get uh, 15%. I don't get anything for that. It's just really to help perform better because those guys are so great too. They are. They're the best in the industry. world. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, now this is, you brought up a good point saying partner work. That's one thing I notice you do a lot of is kind of alternating partner. And that's a good, great way to maximize a small space for people. You know, if you, I don't, I don't think there's a need, you know, if you go, if you say, Hey, I want to add a, um, I'm trying to think of, you can have two people on the cable column and two people doing something else and then switch in a little bit. Right. Any, any operating tips like that, that really help maximize that space? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's about training the client um, to understand systems. So like when we do our warmups, for instance, we'd say, okay, if there's five people, we say, get into a five pack. If there's uh, two people, get into a two pack. And they know what that is. And it's basically like the, the, uh, the dots on a dice. Um, if there's four people, they look like the four on a dice. If it's a five, then there's a person in the middle of that. And it looks like a five on the dice. And it sounds so simple, but to be able to quickly just say, instead of saying, all right, I need two people in the front. No, you got to move to the back. It's like, no, I need a five pack. And you just, there they go. They go, they find their little spot. Um, and then when you're working in, in pairs, um, everybody knows that if there's, if there's two people doing an exercise, there's two people waiting and they're ready to go. So when I say switch, that next group is ready to go. They're not wandering away, getting water. So it's, it's really like the coach has to control that environment. If there's a group, they have to tell them, this is the, like, describe it. This is the system. This is what I expect from you. Very clear parameters, black and white parameters, and then execute. And don't let there be any kind of gray area. By doing that, you can control that small space and make it really efficient. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. I, you know, the best version I've ever heard of this you know, obviously Jason Glass, but second to that, Pete Carroll at the Seattle Seahawks. Absolutely. If you watch their practice, he claps a certain way. Yep. And that tells him what formation to, uh, to run. Now think about that. You got whatever. I mean, they're, they're not in full gear, but they're maybe 80 guys in helmets spread out over a football field. And yet he just claps one guy that, you know, is not the loudest guy in the world, but, and they run exactly what he wants to see and they know what it means. And if, and, and, you know, there's another great point. People in, People want to be led. If you're just letting them come in and do whatever they want in the gym, you're not giving them the full experience. They want to be led. They want to be directed. And so what you're saying is coach them up a little bit on the front end of how we run this system and their experience in your gym will be so much greater, right? Absolutely. I love that analogy. I mean, I came from the football world and I was a running back. And uh, what I loved about it was that when you got down in the trenches and that coach would you know, jump into the huddle and he'd be like, all right, guys, here you go. Like, this is what we got to do today. Like there's something about that energy. And I try and recreate that in my gym. Um, you know, I don't go quite as far. I'm not Todd Durkin, two claps, two claps, 
I'm not Todd Durkin, but uh, you know, there's a version of that in there um, that you have to like, yeah, people are coming for an experience too. It's not just a workout. They're wanting to be led, motivated, inspired. They want, they want some kind of energy from you. Sure. And, uh, and you, I'll tell you what, you pack some kids in a 400 square foot gym, like there's no getting away. Like the coach is on, you know, they're going to be getting both barrels pretty, pretty heavily. Yeah. And I know you've worked with some folks in the fitness industry, but you know, one thing people overlook, they think that there's supposed to be the standard regimented way. And, you know, Todd Durkin is as crazy as that man is. And I mean, there is, man, when, when God made him, he took an <laughs> extra pack of batteries and installed it from the factory, man. It's just unbelievable, but he's full of energy, but that's what his clients love. And not everybody's going to love it. You know, there's a lady going down the street to the uh, hot yoga because she wants to be, you know, center her, focus her third eye and balance her chakras. And you're not going to balance your chakras in Todd's class. You're going to be no. working, but, and you, I know you do the little, you know, little circle clap breakdown, let's yell and you know, do your little chants and whatnot. Talk, can you talk a little bit about that? People that are scared to kind of make it their own gym. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you suggest there? Well, I'll, I'll tell you something. This is something that might surprise you. And, and you know, we did this at uh, the last couple of Perform Betters. I didn't think it was going to go over very well because, you know, it is a little bit more wooey-wooey, a little bit more feely. And, and I definitely, as you know, you know me, we're like, you know, very close, uh, Josh. So, you know that I have a very soft side and a very, uh, you know, sensual side. A, uh, so yeah, at the end of every one of our sessions, we do breathing exercises mm-hmm. and we take somebody from that rah, 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 let's go, let's go. And we finish the session. We dim the lights down, laying on your back. We do some breathing exercises. And while they're doing this, you know, timed breathing, uh, I walk around and tell them about just how great they are and what a great job they did today. And, uh, you know, really make them feel good about themselves and take them from an amped up nine out of 10 and bring them down to about a three out of 10 and send them on their way, feeling relaxed and feeling uh, good about themselves, almost like a form of meditation. So that sounds counterintuitive to what we just did a minute ago, but I truly believe it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's our job. We can't have people fired up like they just got into war or into a dog fight and then send them home, driving home in their car going, Oh my God, that was awesome. And they're still, the adrenaline's pumping. I mean, we got yeah, to get the, they get the bends, man. You can't, you can't yeah. the surface too fast. Yeah. Oh, we got to bring them back down. So that's a little something I've been doing. Uh, well, we've been doing it for years in my gym, but uh, now I've been presenting it at the end of my uh, hands-on sessions and uh, the response has been, you know, overwhelmingly positive. You, you want to hear, you want to hear a crazy meta experience? Yes, please. So you just described something that you did at the end of every class. So I had a, um, a local, gym owner that I recommended should go to a perform better summit. So she went to the long beach one. She went oh. to your, she went to your session and she teaches Taekwondo and my son is in Taekwondo. And now guess how they end everything, every single Taekwondo session. No way. They do the breathing. They're laying on their back, oh, doing their quiet breathing. Man. And these are eight year olds, man. You have succeeded. You have fully invaded the world to the point where even my kid is exposed to your master level. Ah, thinking. How crazy is that? That made my day, man. Honestly, that full made my circle. day. Full circle. Yeah, full circle. You know circle. what? For all the things that, we, that you, you, know, you do and, and what people think you are, what, when people apply something that, that is, actually means something to you that you really, really deeply care about, and then you find out that you know, people are able to, uh, it reaches people outside of your community or, or your clients, 
that's what really uh, brings it together. And that's why the, the podcast is so important and what you're doing, Josh, because uh, you're able to reach people at such a deeper level than, than what you, uh, than what you think. Yeah. I think, you know, owning a gym and obviously people that are clinicians, you don't realize how big your impact is in your, in your area. And so when you have that opportunity to do something woo woo or something crazy like meditation at the end or wear a bracelet or, you know, a gym bracelet or have a certain saying, I mean, just have a saying that, you know, everybody uh, at your gym says, you know, that's uh, the, the, that's what people love and they want to be part of just like I would love to be part of that. Right. A little tribe in my own, in my own neck of the woods. Well, think about it. Like, you know, you are the leader of a tribe and then, but in that, in, in saying that there's also a tribe that you belong to where you are a follower um, or, you know, like, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Yeah, that's right. One of the lower, uh, one of the lower hanging people on yeah, that. So I'm in the tribe of TPI and in that tribe, you're at the, you're at the top and uh, you know, Greg Rose luckily uh, kind of started that. So he's, you know, one of the tribe leaders, I would say. And, uh, but certainly I love that brand. I love that logo. I love everything that that's brought into my life. So I love being a part of that tribe. Absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's one of the many, many things that, you know, think about all the different certifications that you've done, the different courses you've taken. You're such an educated guy. You, you know, you really like to dive in uh, two feet in on everything you do. Um, but then there's certain ones that just kind of uh, stay with you and they actually make mm-hmm. a difference. And uh, I feel like TPI has been one of those things, uh, obviously in my life, it's been a huge influence on my life, but uh, um, yeah, it's but just one of those things because it's not just a system. It's not just a, it, it, it actually helps people start a career. And, mm-hmm. uh, and this, this week uh, or this month, we just had the top 50 uh, fitness professionals in, in America uh, Golf Digest finally came around to uh, to you know putting out a list of all the fitness professionals, and um, that's a big step for our industry to to think that uh, we're you know the the pit crew is being recognized. Um, yeah. that's, that's important. It's fantastic. Well, uh, any other tips that you have for people operating those small gyms? Any words of wisdom you can provide them? And uh, as we kind of wrap it up here. Yeah. I mean, if I was to have a bigger gym, you know what? The, the only thing I would add is I would add the medical aspect to it. I would, I'd love to have a soft tissue person on site working in the facility. So if I had a soft tissue facility, I would also want to have a gym uh, attached to it or at least close by because I'm finding that has been so, so effective. Uh, having some soft tissue treatment, resetting the joint uh, or resetting a, a, a pattern and then you know, get handing it off to the fitness professional to reinforce that movement. Um, I think there's some, I think that's the future of, um, of, uh, taking care of the, the holistic approach to, uh, to the fitness. Yeah. It's, such it a, it's so synergistic. It's unbelievable. I mean, it, I'm sure you're sending people left and right to a great soft tissue or, or movement provider and, and they're the good ones are sending them back to you. Yeah. And unfortunately for me, they have to get in a car and, and then drive over to me from that facility. And, and by doing that, who knows how much, how much uh, we've lost in that process. Like if you're trying to release somebody's psoas and then now they're sitting in a flex position, driving in a car for 20 minutes to get to my gym. Sure. But you know, you know, we do what's, we do our best and sometimes we'll have our soft tissue guy come to our gym. But in an ideal world, if I just had unlimited space, to be honest with you, the gym wouldn't have to be that much bigger. Um, I would just have, uh, and, and I don't need that much more equipment. Um, I, I don't want six trainers working with 
you know, four, four, uh, four athletes each. I really like the boutique style and our clients do too. They like the personalized uh, touch of that. So uh, I'm very happy. Uh, you know, it's, it's like that person has a small house and you go, Hey, you know what? You just, you just won the lottery and they stay in the small house. It's like, well, the house fits me. It's, it's what I need. I don't, I don't need one just cause I can. So uh, yeah, I'm very happy in that small space. Very cool. Well, Hey Jay, uh, can you tell a little bit, uh, are you speaking this, this year for perform better? Can people catch you out on the road like that? Absolutely. Um, yeah, they can, uh, come out, just check out the uh, perform better schedule. Um, we hope, we hope to be out to as many or many, uh, events as possible. There's four events now, uh, Orlando, Chicago, Providence, and Long Beach. Um, so usually I get one or two of those locations a year based on my travel schedule. And, uh, and then, yeah, you can also just go on to uh, jasonglasslab.com, my website. And, uh, can you say that again for us? Yeah, Jason Glass L A B, Jason Glass L A B dot com, Jason Glass Lab dot com, and uh, that's the house for uh, all my free podcast, my my free uh, content. Um, So yeah, if if you want some edutainment, which is a little bit of entertainment and education all balled up into to uh, to one show, that's uh, that's where they're going to find it. Fantastic. All right. Well, Jay, this has been a little slice of, uh, of the beautiful uh, Vancouver magic. And I want to say thank you very much for, for being with us today. Uh, any last parting words of inspiration you have? You want to do a little breakdown for our, for our listeners here or anything? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think all the listeners should learn from what they're listening to right now, which is a podcast. It is the passions of Dr. Josh it is the passions that uh, that inspired me to start down that down that journey, and it's it's the favorite thing that I do in my week is uh, producing content and the community that it builds. Um, so what I what I inspire people to do uh, for, that are listening to this, find out what that is inside you that makes you unique and that makes you uh, special, and don't run away from it and instead embrace it and, and turn it into something. So if you're really into horses, I don't know, uh, we'll find a way to, to involve that passion that you have for horses into what you do for a living. And uh, it doesn't mean like throw away your, your career and do something different. It's like, just, just add it to it. You know, I do stand up comedy. That's my passion. Well, I found a, an avenue where I could do my stand up and be a fitness professional. My other passion uh, all in one. And it wasn't until I started putting those two things together that I truly found my calling. So find out what it is that drives you find the thing that makes you unique and special. Uh, like, like Josh does every day. And, uh, and then just go after it with like full tilt, man. I don't know how to say it any better than that. So I'm going to wrap it up then and say on behalf of Jason glass, I am Dr. Josh Satterley for Clinic Gym Radio saying, go out there, maximize your life, your license, and live the life that you dreamt of. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Jason, thank you. Cheers, buddy. Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.